What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Jones. And what's going on, everybody? How the hell are you on this shitty Tuesday? It's a shit Tuesday here in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know where you are. I hope it's a fucking ton better, but it sucks here, I'm trying to tell you. Uh... Wow! What's up, chat room? Uh, Jay and Scott, what's happening, guys? Alright, for everybody that tried to watch the Nerds at Work uh, live stream, yep, that, I fucked that all up. Uh, it totally sucked. Um, yeah, you know, I'm working on a fucking... Um, I'm working on an Atari here, okay? So give me a fucking break. Uh, but real quick, I'm going to do my intro for my audio recording. I started a little bit early at 6 o'clock right now. So <clears throat> we're going to do this all over again. So, all right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Blazing Defender Report. What's going on, guys? I'm your host, Travis Jones. I am the fucking Blazing Defender Coming at you with the best of nerd shit for the week, I guess. I guess that's what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, actually. Uh, Glad you guys could join me. Thank you for listening on iTunes. I want to thank everybody that's watching live, listening live. Uh, Come to find out, I didn't know you could even do this. There's a way that, like, like, I feel like everybody that's in the chat room is the only ones watching live. Because, like, I see a little thing up here in the corner. It tells me, right? Well, apparently, that's not the case. Uh, there's ways that you can watch and live and it not show up. Um, I don't know why you would do that, but people do that, apparently. Um, which, I, hey, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm just glad you guys watch. Um, but, yeah, so, real quick, um, I want to th- wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And last show, not, not the, uh, the Nerds at Work show, but last show, I had all these cool images up. Like, dude, it takes me a minute, all right? Because, like, I'm not computer savvy, obviously. So I'm, like, trying to, like, find these cool images to show you guys and everything. Well, I forgot. <laughs> like, I forgot to fucking put them up. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone, everyone that's listening. Uh, this is the Thanksgiving show. Yay! Um, it is Tuesday. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, I will be working tomorrow and Thursday, uh, which sucks. Uh, worse places to be than the firehouse, obviously, but, uh, I will be working. So I definitely wanted to make sure I got the show out to you guys, but I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hey man. And let's, all right. I'm not trying to be corny about this shit at all. All right. Cause this is kind of a podcast, so it can be corny, right? But be thankful. 
Be thankful, motherfuckers. Be thankful for your family. Be thankful for your fucking dog. Uh, be thankful for your wife. Be thankful for your friends. Um, you know, uh, just be fucking thankful, man. I mean, like, I know it's like, oh, it's fucking stupid. It's Thanksgiving. Of course we're thankful. Some people aren't. Some people really get caught up in their own shit, and that's all the only person they fucking think about themselves. Uh, we all see it, right? Driving at the store, in the drive-thru, out on the fucking street. No one gives a fuck about anybody anymore. So let's be thankful for the other people in our lives that either make our lives easier or uh, that just give us joy. Like, maybe you're thankful for the fucking Blazing D, right? All right. Yeah, that's cool, too. Uh, but yeah, please be thankful, guys. Uh, it's We're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed our loved ones. So just and fucking enjoy them and uh, be thankful, fuckers. Uh, pass the turkey. Okay. Uh, which I fucking can't stand. Like... Okay, just real quick. Uh, so I called the guys at the firehouse I'm going to be at Thursday. And I was like, hey, guys, I'll be spending the day with you. And one of the guys was like, great, man. We're having a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, fuck, I hate that shit. Like, turkey, I don't I don't know what it is. I just, I'm not a big fan. I'm really not. I love food, motherfucker. I'm 240, so I love food. But I'm just not a fan of that shit. And, and I was like, oh, great, fucking turkey and shit. And he goes, no traditional pizza so i'm pretty excited that we're gonna have pizza on thanksgiving there's only three of us at this firehouse that day so not a big deal what's up eddie what's up dan how you guys doing uh enjoy your fucking thanksgiving day all right if you miss that be thankful for somebody okay really quick daniel thompson's in the chat guys and he is the owner proprietor of the zone comic shop the best comic shop in the city of Louisville, maybe in the fucking state. I don't know. I haven't been to everyone in the state, but I bet I put it right up there. He's going to have a huge Thanksgiving Day sale. Or I'm sorry, not Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday sale. So go check out the Zone Comic Shop uh, here in Louisville, Kentucky on her lane. Uh, Dan, if you want to post the uh, address in the chat so you got the, so they can find you, but he's gonna have a fucking fantastic sale. Dan has fantastic sales all the time, but Black Friday he's pulling out all the stops. So please check out the Zone Comic Shop. It's a fantastic comic shop. If he doesn't, if you don't find what you want in that shop, let him know and he will fucking find it for you. He's done it for me on multiple occasions. So please check that out. Uh, another great. Facebook community to join up with, guys, to save you some money is CollectorZone.com. Or, I'm sorry, CollectorZone Cantina. You can go to CollectorZone.com, but you're not going to get free shipping and stuff. Join the CollectorZone Cantina on Facebook uh, for Funko Pops, Mezco, uh, Hot Toys. I mean, like, high-end toys to $10 Funko Pops. Uh, you're going to be talking and associating with the people that run the company. It's a really, really cool environment for collectors, toy collectors, and uh, it's just a, just a positive environment. And I think we need a few more of those on social media, right? All right, so please check that out for me. Uh, no, I'm just checking. Oh, thank you, Eddie. Thank you uh, for the Thanksgiving Day wishes. I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, guys, 285 North Hubbard's Lane, Suite 200, here, right here in the good old Louisville, Kentucky, uh, for all your comic book needs. All right, really quick. Uh, 
Some of you may have tried to watch the Nerds from Work podcast that I tried to stream live. Uh, we use They use a program called Zoom Meetings. Zoom's a fantastic program, but for me to stream it live was really taxing my rig, so it sucked. Uh, I heard the audio was fine, like they could hear us, but my, my screen kept freezing up and everything, so I apologize for that. I am working on that as we speak to be able to bring you stuff like that in the future uh, because I just think that was really, really cool. I had a fucking ball on their podcast. If you haven't checked them out, please do. Uh, they have a YouTube channel up. They have, uh, they're on iTunes. The Nerds from Work. The guys are fantastic. I met them at Dragon Con this year. They had a great panel. Uh, they've been wanting me on the show. I was fucking totally flattered. And we had a great, I, I felt like we had a great rapport. Um, we talked about the top DC heroes. No Justice Leaguers allowed. Uh, and real quick, before I forget my image, motherfuckers. All right. Uh, this was the guy that I chose. No Justice Leaguers now. So no Batman, no Superman, no Wonder Woman, no Flash. Okay, none of the big guys. So you kind of had to come up with uh, somebody outside the box. Well, I chose the Midnighter. All right. Fans of the show know I fucking love the Midnighter. He's a just a badass motherfucker. Like, people say he's Batman without the morality, uh, which a lot of that's true, and some of it's not. Midnighter is way uh, far more physically advanced than Batman is. So, uh, But I will have you know, in the voting that they had on Twitter, um, he was second, right behind Hawkman. He beat out Red Hood and Red... Uh, see, no, Dr. Fate. So I only lost to Hawkman, which is legit, man. I mean, Hawk, Hawkman's a fucking Justice Leaguer. I mean, like, the cutoff was here, and Hawkman was like the next character underneath. So Jason picked Hawkman, Savage Hawkman. It was a good pick. Uh, but, yeah, so, <coughs> yeah, so we found out Travis is a bottom. Hey, man, I might be a top. You don't know, Jason. Uh, Midnighter's definitely a top. Uh, but, yeah, he is gay. But he's, as you can tell from this picture, the motherfucker loves the brawl. He's already won the fight before it starts. So he's, he's fantastic. If you have not checked out the Midnighter, you really should. Uh, he was in the Authority comics is where Warren Ellis first created him uh, for Wildstorm. When Wildstorm and DC Comics merged, the Midnighter came over to play in the DC Universe. And he's whipped He's whipped Dick Grayson. He's whipped Martian Manhunter. Uh, the dude is just a fucking badass. So, gay or not, if he can whoop my ass, I, hey, no no, homo, no homophobic slurs from this guy because I don't want Midnighter on top, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, Midnighter, was it, was it was a fantastic show. We talked about Stan Lee, um, and, and, and they all made arguments for their characters, which was really cool. So, please check it out. Uh, I've actually posted it on the page. I uh, posted the video. I've also posted the iTunes version. So, check that check that out, guys. <clears throat> and I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I know I'm coughing and shit. Uh, I've had... I went to the doctor the other day. I know you motherfuckers don't care, so I'm going to tell you anyway. Just... just I, I know you don't give a shit. I'm going to tell you. So, <clears throat> I've had this horrible cough. This ear, my right ear, is totally shut down. Like, I feel like it's in a bucket of water by itself. I can't hear... It's been five days now. I can't hear anything out of my ear. 
Uh, the doctor said my ear infection had an ear infection. I had bronchitis, sinusitis, and oculitis. Never heard of that shit before. Oh, it's an ear infection. So um, even after all the antibiotic and everything, I finished it yesterday, I'm still all jacked up. So uh, I am coughing. It is annoying as fuck. I totally apologize. Uh, but not. I'm not apologizing that much because, you know, you guys, fuck it. You know, y- y'all, y'all give me enough shit. I think I can tell you my problems every once in a while. All right. <clears throat> Get that out of the way. Maybe my maybe my my fantastic producer Mike Woodard can edit all my little coughs and sniffles and shit out. All right. All right. You know I'm gonna tell you this too. God damn it! I'm on some caffeine. You motherfuckers are gonna listen to me because I have nobody else to tell this to. To do a live show, to watch the chat. I'm gonna tell you how talented your fucking host is right now. All right. To run the chat. And read the comments. I have another microphone right here. You can't see it. Watch, look, watch. Whoop. What up? That's my other microphone that I have for my audio recording. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Because like, I have to be loud, and I have to make sure that this is catching me, and I have to make sure you guys can hear me. Uh, and I have all these little images to show you guys. All right. So, enough of that shit. Like, I don't give a, you know, like, tonight I just don't give a fuck, all right? I just don't give a fuck. Okay, but what I do give a fuck about is Stanley. Uh, we're going to talk about Stan for a minute, and, uh, of course, he passed this past week. Um, I'm not going to say it was uh, surprising. I mean, I don't, I know he hadn't been uh, doing, like, well uh, physically for for a couple months, I think, and um, I'm not sure what it exactly was. The guy was, he was 85 years old. Um, he's lived an incredible life. I think we can all, we can all, um, Stan Lee in the universe and characters he has created has touched probably everyone in America. Like, unless you lived under a fucking rock and you, you've never seen Spider-Man or you've never seen one of the, the fantastic Marvel movies that have been made for the last, you know, 10 years, 12 years. Um, you know, Stan Lee has touched has touched your life in some way. Uh, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna get into um, some of the things that that have been said about him in the last few days uh, by just fucking shock jocks is what I call them. They have no um, they have no other venue to get their name out there than to say some shit about Stanley. So we're not even, I'm not even going to mention their name. We're not even going to talk about him anymore, but what I would, I do want to talk about. All right. So we're going to talk about Stan and I want to talk about what Stan meant to me. I know he meant a lot to all you all. Um, but this, I grew up with comic books, Stanley, like my dad would read comic books to me, right? Before I could even read. So I was reading about the X-Men and everything. And these characters were f- like, little did I know were forming who I was going to be as, as I got older. Um, and, and I, and I think this is true for a lot of us and, and you may not even realize it. And I'm going to get to that here in a second. Um, but like, you know, in the comic books, the guys were always jacked and muscular. Okay. Well, God damn it. I wanted to be fucking jacked and muscular. So how do I do that? Oh, well, you got to work out. You got to do this. You got to do that. So I would do that. Okay, um, and, and, and I always say this, um, I'm more Thor 
like the nerds at work, the nerds from work, they ask me, like, who's your favorite character? And I'm like, I say this about myself all the time. I'm more Thor, but I strive to be Cap. Okay, because because Cap is, is unrelenting. He believes in values and, and morals, and he has this this uh, this moral compass that he lives his life by. This code, and I try to do that. <clears throat> but I'm more Thor. I'm more emotional. I'm more apt to throw down than I am to talk. Uh, you know, Cap. That's kind of his last resort. Uh, so, but but again, he has. He has made me, um, these characters have developed this, this, this vision I have of myself, right? Uh, I'm not saying I know I can be Captain America. What I'm saying is, is that um, I, I strive, I strive for this. And these are the characters that Stan brought into the world for me, my role models, okay? And, and honestly, I, I, I brought this up on the Nerds from Work. Um, I feel like Stan, in a way, like he he taught me accept like to accept other people for like who they are and not what they look like because that basically that's what the X Men were about, right? That's what the X Men were about. The X Men were about acceptance, like they they were the outsiders in a world that looked at them like they were freaks. Okay, so as I grew up, I mean, I never looked at people, black people, Indians, um, you know, maybe somebody with some type of deformity or uh, shortcoming. I never really looked at them any less than anybody else. You know, like if I didn't know them, I would be like I would notice it, of course, because we all notice that shit. I mean, don't think you don't because you do. But I never once judged someone for their appearance i always took them for who they were and how they treated me or how i seen them treat other people and i'm not saying my parents didn't have a role in raising me and it wasn't stanley that you know that taught me uh values and shit but he was a huge 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 part in my life in my upbringing and he still is I do a fucking comic book podcast, for God's sakes, on characters in the universe that he created. So to, to say Stan Lee didn't leave a footprint on my life is just a fucking understatement. And it's me times millions of people. You know, it ain't just me. It's millions of us that, uh, that Stan had a profound effect on our lives. So uh, it was a really sad passing. Uh, I'm really glad to know that he had um, filmed some cameo, like some cameos in future movies already. Like I know, I know the Avengers Four cameo he's already done, of course, but I also know he's going to have a cameo in Captain Marvel. So I'm, I'm very excited, uh, and it's going to mean so much. Like you're not going to be like, ha ha ha, fucking Stan, man, he's crazy. When you see Stan's cameo now, it's going to hit you a lot fucking harder. And maybe it should. So, uh, yeah, Stan, rest in peace, brother. Um, He's, I mean, and I have to say this because, again, I'm more Thor than I am anything. The motherfuckers that want to talk shit about the things that Stan Lee has done, please be in a bar one night that I'm in. Please just, God, let that happen. Odin, please let that happen. 
Let one of these fuckers be in a, a close proximity to me one night when I've had a couple of drinks and I don't give a shit about the fucking consequences. Please let that happen. Okay, uh, enough said. All right. All right. So, uh, all right. Moving on to happier things. Uh, speaking of Stan Lee, he created the Avengers. So, let's uh, get to some Avengers 4 speculation theories. Yay! Everybody on the speculation train. <clears throat> you know, with my stream going in and out, it's really kind of nice because when it does, I cough. So, you guys ought to fucking hear it. But, alright. So, here, it, this is... Now, speculation needs to come from somewhere. Correct? Alright. So, this is what it's going to do. There was a toy reveal a few months ago that revealed new costumes for Thor and Rocket Raccoon. Okay. Now, on the back of said toy... Um, there was a little, like a little synopsis, a little description, and it talked about Avengers four. Now these toys are for Avengers four. I should have said that. All right. So in this toy, in the description, it says a much larger threat looming, uh, bigger than the big purple guy with the glove. Holy shit. Who who could who could that be? So, um, there are some some theories, and the big one comes out of Thanos's new origin novel called Thanos Titan Consumed. Okay, and again, uh, I made little notes this time to uh put the images up yeah look at that look at this guy all right so this is thanos titan consumed novel by barry liga um he worked very very closely with the writers of infinity war now i have to say this apparently this novel is not 100 canon okay marvel you can't even give us a fucking title of Avengers 4. I'm not believing shit you say. Okay? This says Marvel Studios Avengers Infinity War Thanos Titan Consumed. I guarantee you 99.5% of this book is canon. Uh, now, and here's why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Marco says in the chat... Oh, here we go. Dr. Offer, Ray, Ray's mom talk again. Okay, Marcos, you give me shit about that, but would that not have been better than your parents are nobody? Come on, Ryan Johnson, you fucking asshole. Wow. My, my shit was way better than the fucking movie. Just saying. All right? I'm free, Disney. I'm free. Just to say, I'm free if you want to get together. All right. Back to Thanos Titan Consumed. Okay, so, um, they're, they're, okay, they're saying the book's not 100% canon, but I don't believe that shit, okay? But there is a, a, theme, a, a scene, a theme, <laughs> there's a theme, there's a scene in the end where Thanos is talking to, <laughs> I'm really having an issue here, is talking to someone called the Lore Speaker. Now, apparently this character knows the origins of the Infinity Stones. He knows the origins of the entire MCU, okay? 
And Thanos asked him why no one has used the stone's true power. And the lower speaker says, the stones are too powerful. And because the celestials and the others that the celestials fear, keyword there, keep close watch on the stones from afar. All right, let's back up a little bit. Let's take this sentence apart. Those the celestials fear. Now, if we know, all right, and image time, motherfuckers. All right, so we know. Oh, man, where's it at? There it is. I got it. It's coming. Okay, I didn't size that very well, did I? All right, these guys are the celestials. Now, if you remember, and I believe it was the first Guardians movie, um... They show the Celestials when the Collector is talking about the power of the stone. Okay? And he, like, hits this staff and the fucking world basically is destroyed. The Celestials, even in Marvel Comics, are the, like, the most, some of the most powerful people in the entire galaxies. All the multiverse. Okay? So, with that being said, the Celestials are afraid of this, these people that watch over the stones. Now, who the fuck can that be? Well, let's dive into it. All right. And no, it's not Ray's mom. Okay. So here is there, there, there were some in the, in the article that I read, there were some, um, some other, I guess, what do you want to, what do we want to call this? Um, where the builders at? I got it here. Hold on. Uh, there were some other, I guess. Um, what the fuck am I looking for? Uh, I was full of words a minute ago. Now I can't find one. Uh, there were some other theories on who the big bad could be, and I thought I had an image for this, and I can't seem to find it. But they're called the builders. Okay, the builders are the oldest race in the Marvel galaxy. Okay. And they are credited with basically being responsible for all life in the universe. They basically seed planets and cultivate these planets into life. So now this was from Jonathan Hickman's run on the Avengers is where these, um, these beings were first put into to canon. Okay. So now I'm not saying they're MCU canon. I'm saying they're Marvel comics canon. So, highly, highly dangerous, highly powerful beings. And Jonathan Hickman's Infinity, which was a huge run. And if you've not read Infinity, guys, it's one of my favorite big Marvel events. It's basically Thanos, the Black Order, the Builders, the Beyonders, which the Beyonders were another theory for the Avengers 4 movie, which I don't think they'll be. Uh, could be, but I don't think they will be. Uh, the Beyonders, though, the reason I think they are, they could be, is because Jonathan Hickman, Hickman's run is Infinity War, the movie, is highly influenced by Jonathan Hickman's run. The Russo brothers fucking love a Jonathan Hickman's run. They have said so themselves. So bringing the builders into um, the MCU is my pick for the big bad for Avengers 4. We'll find out. We don't know. 
But but now, but but here's the thing: what are, what's going to be their motivation? Are they going to try to undo what Thanos has done? So that would make them on our side, right? Or are they going to basically say, Thanos, you fucked up this this timeline, this this reality, this universe? We're scratching it and starting over again. Because that's kind of what the builders do. So, um, and one of my favorite scenes of all time is from Infinity, where it's Thor playing negotiator with one of the builders. And I won't tell you what happens, but it is one of my favorite moments in comics. I'll never forget. I was sitting on a shitter. Sorry, I read a lot of my comics on the shitter. And this moment happened, and I was like, yeah, motherfucker. It was just badass. So it was like when you thought the builders were this invincible race, and Thor basically showed you ain't so fucking tough to the God of Thunder. So really, oh, here they are. I knew I had it, dudes. Man, fuck me. Why is all my shit off-center? This is whack. All right, these are the builders, guys. They kind of look like robots, but they're not. Now, they do have a robot army called Aleph's. And Aleph's are like these Ultron-type robots that are they're badass. And they have a fucking gazillion of them. Because in Infinity, they, the Avengers fight the Aleph's quite a bit. And the Aleph's are tough, man. Like they, They're way tougher than Ultron's group of robots. Let's put it that way. But that's kind of what the builders look like. I was trying to find a shot that fit in my screen. And I actually, <clears throat> when I did it initially, it looked good. So, fuck it. All right. So, <clears throat> that is, uh, let me see if there's any. Oh, and for, for those of you that are like, wait a minute, the Celestials. I remember something about the Celestials in Guardians 2. Correct. Ego, Star-Lord's dad, was supposedly one of the last remaining Celestials around. Now, he's dead, right? Are there more Celestials? I thought he said he was one of the last of a dying race. So maybe he's not. We don't know. We don't know for sure yet. So, what up, Kurt? What's happening, brother? Uh, Kurt Botwin is in the house. Or should I say, Kurt Botwin's in the house. That was my best impression of you, Kurt. Sorry, it sucked. Uh, but so, builders are my choice for the new Avengers 4 Big Bad. Now, another question is, how are they going to introduce a new villain? We still have to have reconciliation with Thanos and all the time travel in Avengers 4 that's going to take place. So a lot of shit going on with uh, Avengers 4 and them introducing a new villain. But I'm super hyped for it, right? Okay. Uh, the other theory was the Horde. And let me just say the Horde um, is, is not a pick of mine because I don't think it's a kind of a faceless villain. And I don't think we need another one of those kind of like the chitari we're not i don't think we're going to get another horde type army like the chitari or even like the ultron robots i think that they're going to give they're going to give this um this villain a face actually so all right uh the next thing guys we're gonna talk about and i'm kind of glad kurt just joined in because 
he can be uh, quite valuable in this conversation. And the next thing we're going to talk about, if you haven't been watching the DC series Titans, you really need to ask yourself why. Now, um, I'm not saying, okay, I'm not condoning pirating. uh, And I consider pirating downloading shit. If you can find somewhere to stream Titans, watch it. Um, And if you're like me, I'm this close to subscribing for this show. This show, to me, is fucking fantastic. I love it. I feel like it gets better every episode. We've had the Doom Patrol. We've had Hawk and Dove. Um, Now we're getting uh, Jason Todd. Um, Now, he may be only around for the episode, but man, what an episode Jason Todd's was. I mean, it's just so, so good, guys. And like I said, it gets better every, every, every episode. And we're driving more for or towards something. Um, And and, like he's been robbing. So uh, we'll just talk about this newest episode. The newest episode where Jason Todd shows up, he is the new Robin. Dick has stopped being Robin. He's a police detective now in Detroit. He's kind of on this mission. I don't want to give things away. But um, so Jason Todd shows up basically because someone is killing members of the circus group that he was a part of. So Batman wanted uh, Dick to know so maybe they he could help them catch the killer. Now, this is what is the coolest thing about this show. This is the best Batman without Batman show there's ever been. And what I mean by that is Batman is damn near in every episode, but they never show him. It's his presence, his influence, uh, sometimes even his money that show up in the episode. And it's just, but like, let's think about it. Is it that what Batman would be? That's how Batman would be, guys. Like, he's in the shadows. And this show does it so fucking well, man. So, and from my standpoint, I feel like he's the, the, the show has nailed these characters. And here's a big reason why. If you're not on board yet, if you're a comic book fan and you know who Jeff Johns is, Jeff Johns is like the co-creator, co-executive producer on this show. His influence is all over this show. I mean, he, he, that's the reason they know these characters so well is because of Johns. So for me, they have nailed, um, they have nailed these characters. Uh, I'm just trying to catch up in the chat. Uh, Galactus. No, Kurt Bootwin. I did not know that. Um, I haven't heard Galactus as potential rumor. That would be really interesting to see them pull off. I don't know how they could do that. I mean, we as fans would love it, but that's the great thing about Marvel Pictures, right? They make them for everybody to enjoy and still keep the fanboy happy. That's a, man, that is a razor's edge that Marvel has. Sometimes they teetered off of it, but they get back on it. Sometimes they teeter off of it, but they get back on it. I mean, so that's a Razor's line. So I would love to see the big purple bastard, uh, the other big purple bastard show up with a fucking helmet. 
Uh, that would be awesome, but I'm not sure how they could do it. They're definitely going to do it better than Fantastic Four did it, right? I mean, a cloud? How fucking stupid is that? But anyway, um, Kurt says, yeah, okay, this is this is, this is is Kurt's opinion that I wanted. Definitely worth watching. It's not the press team Titans, but it stands on its own and is getting better. My only issue is that I wish they could be more lighthearted DC thing at some point rather than dark, dark brooding. Okay, totally agree with you, Kurt. But this is the apples and oranges argument, okay, for me. I fucking love dark shit. I love the dark DC universe. I loved BVS. Fucking sue me. I loved Man of Steel. Hated Suicide Squad. Loved Wonder Woman. Uh, Oh, and someone asked me earlier about Aquaman if I'd heard anything. Yes. uh, The initial reports of Aquaman is... Not game-changing, but very, very, very good. So, dude, totally pumped for Aquaman. I love the Jason Momoa, like, rebirth of Aquaman. I think that's a fantastic, the, like, the casting of Momoa. Um, so, yeah, I'm totally psyched for Aquaman, but I love dark, dark, dark DC. And this is very dark because, to me, Batman is dark. Now, I did read a review where it said this series is more Dick Grayson than it is Teen Titans. Yes, because they are building the Teen Titans team and you can see it happening. This last episode uh, where they fought the uh, the family assassins, which are fantastic, by the way. Um, you could see them coming together. So it's really, really, really cool, man, how they've done this show. So I'm very, very excited uh, for this. And like I said, this last episode was really good, and we're getting Dick close. We're finding out more why Dick abandoned Robin, the Robin mantle, uh, to become his own man. And we're very, very close to him becoming Nightwing, I think. So very, very cool. Oh, and I just seen today where they have cast, or not cast, but Donna Troy uh, is coming. So, Titan, man, Titans doing it, man. Like, I'm totally fucking pumped for, for Titans. Uh, so, yeah, guys, you really need to check that out. I hope you do. Um, I'm Like, again, I'm not saying that it should be... I don't know. Kurt could probably answer because Kurt subscribes. So Kurt is probably a better answer. Uh, he, he can answer that question better than me. Like $8 a month. I think it's $74 a year. Man, that ain't shit, man. That's not shit, really. Uh, and plus, I think you get all the the Warner Brothers stuff that DC has done. I'm pretty sure. So uh, I, I am leaning towards saying that it is worth the subscription price. Now, let them get another show like Titans, and it's it's over. It's I mean it's it's fucking over with. Uh, yeah, Daniel Daniel Thompson said you had me at Donna Troy, right? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you know, and Kurt makes a good Kurt makes a really good point here. I like Dark DC, but for Dark to be really effective, you have to light to magnify the difference. That's true, and I'm. I don't know. I, I I know they know this, right? Let's hope they know this. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking that they are going to do something now. Uh, is it going to be Superman? Is it going to be Supergirl? Is it going to be, you know, it's like, I feel like these are the, this is the DC show that all the CW shows should have been right. 
Uh, and it's adult. You know, it's adult. They say shit. They say fuck. And, you know, we're adults. They say shit and fuck. Uh, but to talk about the Perez Titans, the Perez Titans, man. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, it was, dude, that was my first uh, introduction to Deathstroke. The uh, the Terra Chronicle. Uh, the Terra Contract, I think that's what they called it. That, that run where Terra infiltrated the Titans for Deathstroke. Oh, my God. And when I was a kid, I was like, holy fucking shit, it's awesome. So, yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not Perez's Titans, but it's uh, pretty good. Oh, so Kurt says uh, the Doom Patrol series is coming. Holy shit, awesome. Because I tell you, that is the one episode that I felt a little cheated by was the Doom Patrol episode because there's these fantastic characters and you don't see them do shit. Elastigirl kind of fucks, you know, like loses her form, which looked really cool, but we didn't get to see anybody throw down or anything, and I was really kind of wanting to see that. So I felt a little cheated by the Doom Patrol, but I was just so pumped to see them on the screen. So, yeah, that's cool, but that that's... I'm in, man. I am fucking in. Um, I'm in. I'm in for uh, the Judas contract. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt. Yes, that... Oh, my God, I love the Judas contract. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in for that. Okay, as you can see, uh, we're going to jump right into the comics. I'm running a little over, but hey, man, it's what we do, right? Well, you can't put a time clock on nerding out, fellas. You just can't fucking do it. All right. Darth Vader 23 by Charles Soule and Kamakule. Um, this has... Darth Vader is one of the best comic books every, every month it comes out. It's been one of the best comic books since its inception in 2015. Uh, The first series was fucking amazing. This series has been uh, maybe the best because they've introduced things into the Star Wars canon. These comic books are canon, fellas, for all you Star Wars junkies out there that don't know that. You could very well in 10 years see something that started here in the comic books on the big screen. So, what I will say is they have introduced a new Sith Lord in Lord or uh, Darth Mammon. Um, he's a sick bastard. Um, he's actually very, very fucked up. And what I mean by that is like he's not into power and shit. He's like into just making this sick, twisted art using the dark side. Um, he's a real interesting character. Now, they introduced him last issue. This issue is he is helping Vader construct his headquarters on Mustafar. All right. Mustafar is this beacon of dark side energy. All right. Now, again, this is all being kind of manipulated by uh, Palpatine. Palpatine gave him the helmet, knowing that Mammon would probably resurface. So it's been uh, and very, very interesting um, to see Vader and, and Monmen interact. Now, this issue, Monmen is trying to get the key right in this building to channel this dark side energy. And that's kind of what the whole issue is. He keeps fucking up. He keeps killing people. He keeps fucking up. He keeps killing people. Every time he does, Vader basically kills him and then allows him to possess another stormtrooper. All right, it, 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 it's funny, 
It's kind of Groundhog Day-ish, uh, but it kind of gets on my nerves because I don't see Vader allowing this guy to fail 10 times. He fails 10 times. Um, and as you can see on this page here, uh, this is the final resurrection of Vader's headquarters. And this is the key. This actually works, okay? But as Vader is actually trying to um, create or like he's entering this this new dark side energy that he's going to try to channel to bring Padma back, um, he's interrupted by the natives of Mustafar where Vader's shit is fucking up the entire planet, okay? So what happens is um, Monmen, who's had this in this plan the entire time, he actually outsmarts Vader, and he dives into this and basically resurrects himself. So the next issue is going to be the showdown between Monmen and Vader. It's going to be pretty fucking interesting, I think. Uh, again, Darth Vader is a fantastic comic book. It has been. This issue kind of let me down a little bit, but I know it's a plot device to drive the, the initial confrontation forward. And maybe it was supposed to be funny. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Vader hasn't been, but maybe it was. So what I'll say is I'll give this a 7.5. It's a little bit lower than what I usually give a Vader book each month, but um, the the payoff is going to be worth it because I'm really, really curious to see how him and Mom and throw down. So, all right, next book up is Thor. Now, Thor, uh, written by Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron writing Thor is one of my favorites. Like he, if, if anybody has encompassed and developed the voice of a character, it's Jason Aaron and Thor. He's made him badass. He's just put him on another level. He has since he's been writing him. Now, what's really cool about this issue is it's illustrated by Tony Moore. Now, where have you heard that name before? He's the, he was uh, the artist on The Walking Dead. Uh, so yeah, Tony Moore from Kentucky, mind you, um, is, is artist here. It's really, really cool here. I'll just go ahead and throw up a, I'll throw up an image cause I've got images, bitches. I got images for you today and I ain't forgetting them. All right. Look at this. I mean, this is just fucking gorgeous art, man. All right. This is Erica the red. Okay. Now the, here's the story. The story is. Odin is pissed. Now, this is a future. This is way. This is this is how. This is the story on how Thor becomes worthy to Yod Mjolnir. Now, in the early days, Thor had J- Jabron. I guess is how you say it. Uh, his big ass axe, right? Because he wasn't worthy to hold Mjolnir. This is the story on how Thor becomes worthy. It's fucking fantastic, guys. This is excellent. Um, so what happens is, um. Thor is, is is hanging out on Midgard all the time. He fucking loves Midgard. He loves fighting with the Vikings. He loves the celebrations after victories. He loves being worshipped. So Thor fucking loves Midgard, and who wouldn't, right? So Odin comes down to bitch smack him. Like, dude, you've got fucking responsibilities in Asgard. And Thor's like, man, fuck you. You know, the Odin-Thor relationship has always been tumultuous. So... Thor's basically like, I'm staying on Midgard. Well, who comes to Odin with a plan? Loki. 
And Loki's like, I've got a plan. Odin's like, I ain't falling for your shit, so shut your hole. And Loki's basically like, look, hear me out. This is what we're going to do. I can get Thor to where he never sits foot on Midgard again. All right? So Odin's kind of like at his wits. All right, I'll go to the trickster god and see what he's got. So basically, Thor or Loki uh, basically, I guess, creates this world where Thor meets this chick, Erica the Red. And here she is. She's this badass, like, Valkyrie uh, shield maiden Viking uh, that just kicks ass. She could not give two shits for the Lord of Thunder, the God of Thunder. She doesn't even care. She's like, get out of my way. If you're not helping me, you're in my fucking way. So Thor is kind of taken back. Like, holy shit, you're not jocking the God of Thunder, right? Okay. So Thor is automatically kind of enthralled with her. Well, is this the... All right. This is not what happens, but... Okay, what happens is, what happened was, um, there's <clears throat> a frost giant. I think it's a frost giant. I'm not sure. But they can't kill it. Thor's like, stand back. I'll, I'll doth kill it, or whatever he says. And he slays the giant, and Eric is kind of like, holy shit, that was badass. You're kind of fucking cool. So they, they, they connect, and boom, Thor is in fucking love. Now, this is what's cool. You don't see Thor with the love interest a lot. We know Jane Foster, but has there ever been, uh, besides uh, your girl from S.H.I.E.L.D., which that never really got going. Um, I can't remember her name, but she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She was kind of in charge of the Asgardian-Midgard relationship. And they never, Rosalind, Rosalind was her name. They never really got it together well thor is full on head and heels in love with her so odin and even in this panel is like hey loki uh what do we got going on here like are you sure this is working out he's like trust me trust me odin i i know what i'm doing this is all part of the fucking plan well the plan kind of backfires so what happens is there's a war of the realms another earlier war of the realms Thor is called back to, to Asgard. Uh, her, him and Erica, they kind of like, she's like, I understand. You need to leave. Uh, I'll be here when you get back. I'll wait for you, basically, blah, blah, blah. Well, Thor, being a god in his time frame, his, the way he, um, uh, I guess, uh, the way he perceives time is different than immortals. So when he comes back to the village where Erica should be, the village has changed. She's hollering for her. And they're like, yeah, dude, she's dead. Uh, it's been 60, 70 years, 100 years. I don't remember the time, but she basically died of old age. She never loved anybody but you. She 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 waited for you till the day she died. And Thor is fucking wrecked. Okay? So Loki's like, hee hee. Uh, <laughs> that was my Loki laugh. Um he's like like looking at Odin like he'll never want to set foot on Midgard again. It'll be too painful, blah blah blah. And it backfires. Thor is basically 
he's closer to Midgard now than ever because of this woman that he met from Midgard. His love for Earth and the people of Earth was just... It was bonded. It was more than banging, drinking, slaying. It was more than that. Way more than he'd ever had in Asgard. And therefore, him finding love and understanding what love is, is what made him worthy to wield the fucking hammer Mjolnir. Fantastic fucking one-off story. I fucking love, love, love one stories that they they didn't take 10 issues it took one fucking story and it was powerful it was entertaining the art's fantastic this is a fucking 10 this is my pick of the week i fucking love this issue i love thor i mean fuck who doesn't love thor i love jason aaron's thor but this is just a fantastic story something that um, you would read like in a mythology book of Thor. Like, how did he become worthy to wield the hammer? Oh, well, there was Erica the Red and she was a shield maiden and blah, blah, blah. And Loki's plan backfired. I mean, it's just straight out of a fucking mythological textbook. So great, great book. Give it a fucking, I give it a 10, guys. There's not many fucking perfect scores on the Blazing Defender Report because it's the perfect comic, right? To me, this type of comic is the perfect comic. One story, great art, good action. You're invested in the characters. uh, And it tells you the story about how Thor picked up the hammer. We've never had that before, guys. Never had it before. She's the reason. Loki is the reason. So, yeah. Great story, man. And did you ever think Loki would inadvertently cause his brother to be worth It's just... The dichotomies is fantastic. So, all right. Uh, Thor, fantastic. All right, let's go to something that's not. All right. When you got a fucking great book, now you got to have a shit book. And here it is. All right. Uh, It was funny because I was talking to another, I don't know who they were. uh, They were Empire State Comics or something like that. I guess it's the store uh, Instagram page. But we got into a conversation about how we hate Mr. Miracle. So I'm just really glad to know that the book of the year for 2017, yeah, Mr. Miracle, uh, isn't liked by everybody because I know I fucking hate it. Huge Tom King fan right here. You ask anybody that watches this show, they know I'm a huge Tom King fan. Love is Batman. I love the visions. It was fucking groundbreaking. I love the Sheriff of Babylon. It was fantastic. Uh, So I was very excited to see him on Mr. Miracle. This is the last issue of a 12-part series. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, I have struggled with this story. Uh, There was one issue, I think it was issue six or seven, that like really kind of hit me and I really enjoyed it. I have not enjoyed one since it's every issue is the same shit. Okay, guys, I get it. He has put himself in a type of purgatory. Okay. He's, he's, he was killed and he's trying to escape death. All right. It basically, here it is right here. It's in this issue. I can't remember this cat's name, which is another problem. 
They give you these characters with no backstory. You don't even know who the fuck they are. They just show up one panel, and you're supposed to remember who they are. Another problem. Um, this guy basically is coming. He's like a, 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 a vision or a memory. He's coming to Scott Free telling him, dude, you died. You're in hell. This is hell. Okay? And Scott Free's like, what? What do you no man? No, this is my this is my life. He's like, no, dude, this is you escaping death. You created this this world where you think you're happy, but it it's 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 always going to be horrible for you here. It's hell. You see what I'm saying? So it, it's all in this panel right here, and Scott Free's just kind of like he's not hearing it. Um there's going to be people that say this is fucking amazing the way Tom King has has crafted this tale of a of a man in purgatory whose his whole goal was to escape death and shut the fuck up man no it wasn't good the art by Mitch Charles was fantastic um the action what little there was was pretty good there were some oh shit moments kind of like in a, a pulp fiction movie uh, but the dialogue for 12 issues was the fucking same. And I don't know, man. Uh, Dan says, yeah, we've all struggled. Um, yeah, I, I well, I'm glad because I feel like there's a lot of people that just give this book the praise it does not, does not deserve. Tom King, you are a genius. I, I totally agree that Tom King is a is he, he's a miracle worker. He is the best Batman writer there's ever been. His Batman stories are character defining stories. I, I mean, no one will give you more praise than me on Batman. The visions you took a character and a concept and and, and changed it, man. Like it was amazing. The visions was amazing. If you've not read the visions, you really really should. Um, this can't get with it. Can't defend it. Uh, didn't like it. It goes on. So I'm really, I'm really sorry that I didn't because again, I was very, very excited for it when, um, when I heard it was, it was coming. Um, so, and I'm, I'm so sick of these images not being centered (laughs) When I took all the time in the world to center these fucking images. Um, so I'm centering that one. Okay. All right. Enough of that. The next book, guys, um, is, let's see here. I don't know why Mr. Miracle page is still up, but it still is, isn't it? All right. It's gone. Okay. Uh, Black Order, guys. All right. This was, a, if it hadn't been for Thor this week. It would have been the fucking Black Order. Wow. Uh, Again, fans of the show know I'm a huge Black Order fan. And when they were killed uh, in the comics, I was very upset. So I was very excited to see the Grandmaster resurrect them to do his bidding. I think they're a fantastic group. But here's the thing. We don't know shit about them. We know they're cool looking. We know they're fucking formidable. Again, from Jonathan Hickman's Infinity Series. If you haven't read it, guys, you need to fucking read it. Go to Dan Thompson's store, The Zone. Get the trade. You'll be fucking glad you did. It's it's awesome. Especially if you liked Infinity War, the movie. You're going to love reading about the Black Order, guys. All right. 
So what is fantastic about this book is we're finally getting to see them as individuals. Even though they're working as a group, we get to see them as um, like how they think, what they feel. Okay. And the art is fucking amazing. As this shot right here shows you. Okay. This is Corvus Glaive. All right. This is who we got. We got Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, uh, Black Dwarf, not Cull Obsidian. That irritates me. Cull Obsidian is what they called themselves. It ain't what he called him. He's Black Dwarf, but I guess either black people got mad that we were saying they were all short or dwarfs were mad because we were saying they were all black. I don't know why they changed it. Black Dwarf, okay? And you've got Black Swan, okay? Now, Black Swan is somebody we haven't seen uh, outside of uh, the, the comic books. We haven't. We, she was not in the movie. She was from Hickman's Infinity Run, all right? She's dope, all right? She's badass. Okay, Glaive, look at this guy. I mean, he's got this fucking big-ass Glaive. Uh, he's horribly ugly as shit, scary, frightening, but he thinks he's funny. And him and Proxima Midnight are married. So it it opens where they're basically destroying this this world that is part of this empire because the grandmaster wants them to destabilize this empire for a reason they don't even know yet. So they're just wrecking worlds, right? So Glaive is sitting there wondering if he's perceived as funny. So he asks Proxima, "Do you think I'm funny?" And she's like, "No, not particularly. I don't." So it's just like crazy shit like that that makes this a fantastic book. Uh, let's see, I got another page for you. All right, now here is where the the emperor of this empire has dispatched his assassins to take the Black Order out. Uh, this dude's pretty badass, right? Well, Glaive shows him what's up, like. It's like he's trying to make jokes and they're not funny, but then like violence ensues and, you know, like he fucks this dude's, he like cuts this dude's arm off and like basically talks shit to him. It's a fucking, it's a dope ass moment, man. Good, good action in this book. That's another great thing. And again, as you can see, uh, the art is fantastic. Now here is like my bet, the, the, like the best part. It's like, who are you? This was in the first. This was the first empire they took down. This dude's like, who are you? And Glaive standing over him, like, we are the dread, the five dreadlords. We are the Cull Obsidian. We are the Black Order. Like, dude, we are not to be fucked with, bro. And this is a great image where it shows how badass they look. Uh, and there's Black Swan on the right. She's super fucking hot. And the funniest line, the funniest line is Proxima Midnight's. Because they're all sitting at this cafe, which again is funny. Because like, here are these badass motherfuckers sitting at this cafe waiting for this group of assassins to come kill them. They know they're coming. So they're all sitting there and this dude shows up and he's like, you guys are as, for you guys just to be sitting here, you're as dumb as you are ugly. And Proxima stands up and she says, No one talks to Black Swan like that. 
<laughs> you know, Black Swan's a fucking smoke show, right? The rest of them are ugly as fuck, but she's like, no one talks to Black Swan like that. And she's like, yeah, nobody talks to me like that. And they commence to whooping their ass. Uh, so I, I love it. This is uh, this is exactly what I wanted. Unlike, um, uh, what up, Big Dave? Uh, unlike Mr. Miracle, which I was really excited about because I was wanting some backstory. I was wanting them to show me this fourth world that Jack Kirby had created. Like, what is it? Who's in it? What is their abilities? How does Scott Free escape? You know, like, let's see, Dark Side. None of that. This is exactly like I wanted it. I wanted backstory from these guys. They're dope. They're badass. They're villains. I love it when a villain gets their own book because I'm curious to see how they're portrayed. Are there are they going to be sympathetic villains? Like we kind of feel for them, kind of like we do Thanos. Like, what's Thanos right? Are we the fucking problem? And he, like the Avengers are the bad guy. You know, like the dichotomy, I really dig. So I'm very, very curious to see uh, the rest of this play out. Like, um, maybe next issue, we get into Proxima's head or Black Swan's head. Oh, and there's one more thing. Like, uh, Ebony Maw. Ebony Maw is just like a creepy motherfucker, right? Well, Black Swan, you like, he's talking about, like, this emperor that runs this empire. And he's like, he's not to be taken lightly. And she was like, you would, he goes, this empire is full of secrets, and she was like, you would love to know the secrets, wouldn't you, Ma? And he was like, well, yeah, basically. Like, Ma is always looking for the advantage. Like, Ma, like when he, in Infinity, when he manipulated uh, Doctor Strange, he, he's kind of like he's got his own agenda, all right? So, like with Thane, which is Thane's son, I'm getting on tangents because I love these guys and they have a lot of story, but now we're getting to some origin stuff and we're going to see what the Grandmaster has in store for him. So they are a formidable fucking bunch. The art was great. Uh, the dialogue was great. Uh, I give it a nine, man. I give it a nine. Uh, it was just a fantastic, fantastic um, uh, issue and a great starting on point. And that's what number one issues have to do. They have to get you drawn in. You have to like it so you come back. So, great issue. Uh, but, yeah, The Black Order, a nine. With that, guys, that's it. That was the last comic to review. Um, I really, really hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, like I said, I'll be at work the next two days. So, you know, keep our fingers crossed that we don't do anything because it's usually bad for somebody when I have to work. So let's hope that nothing bad happens to anybody this week. Uh, and again, uh, it's kind of like my, old, my uh, every time I sign off, I always say that just treat people like you'd want to be treated. Um, that even goes twice as much this week because of Thanksgiving. Again, let's not think about ourselves this, this Thanksgiving. Let's think about the other people. Let's just, if you just tell somebody thank you for something that you did for me or just tell somebody that you love them. Uh, I think that shows thanks enough. But guys, go out to your comic book shop. Go out to The Zone. Uh, check it out. Infinity is great. These new comics I just talked about today came out last week. You should be able to get a copy. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff, man. It's, it's a good time to be a fucking nerd, guys. So enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. And with that, the Blazing Defenders out, guys. Peace. Peace.